In this video, I'm gonna share something with you that I don't talk about often. I don't talk about it often, especially during this time of year, because online it could really put a target on my back. I'm gonna share a bit of my ethnic origin and why me and my family had to flee to the United States as refugees. So in this video, I have a very special guest, the founder of Apologia Center, my friend, Artur. He's a teaching elder at Anchor Church. He, like myself, is Armenian and also an immigrant. He earned a bachelor's degree from Life Pacific and Biblical Studies and holds a master's degree in philosophy from Talbot School of Theology. We're gonna be talking about a topic that's very near and dear to both of us. So please watch till the end. Be sure to like and leave a comment. Now let's jump into the interview. Bruce Lawn. Uh, we both grew up Armenian apostolic. We both got saved Protestant. I was a bride 17 going to my senior year of high school. So you around the same age. People, they may not quite understand the history of Armenia with regards to the overlap of ethnic identity and Christianity. Can you just kind of give us a little bit of the history and how those two things are kind of intertwined in Armenian culture? We're talking about one of the oldest, I'd say, ethnic groups on the planet, maybe. The first kind of mention of an official country is the country of Urartu, uh, which means Ararat as well, which is Mount Ararat that's mentioned in the Bible. And so it became a nation in the 700s BC. It was the Urartu nation. So there's a whole development there, but uh, Armenia becomes a Christian nation in 301 AD. So this is about 25, 24 years before Rome does. And so it adopts Christianity as its official faith. And so there is a commitment to this Christian identity, especially given the context that Armenia is, like geopolitically, right, like geography-wise where Armenia is, we have been stuck between empires, Roman Empire, Persian Empire. We've seen the Assyrians come and go, the Babylonians come and go, uh, and then eventually the Ottomans and the Russians. Um, and so in the last, since Islam, we could say, we've been largely surrounded by two or three, depending on the time period we're talking about, Islamic nations. So that would be the country of Turkey, the country of Iran, and the country of Azerbaijan. And then up north is Georgia. There's a deep commitment to this Christian identity because there's it's, it's a part of our kind of like DNA. When you say I'm Armenian, it's just assumed that you're a Christian. It's, yep. it's not questioned. It's a part of your <laughs> identity. <laughs> they identify the apostle Bartholomew as who the church in Armenia was founded yeah, on, started, yeah. on. And, Bartholomew and, and Thaddeus go to that region, go there, they're reaching Iranians, uh, they're Persians, uh, they're reaching Armenians, and uh, they were martyred there for their Christian faith. But Christianity took off, was an underground church for about 300 years till the nation accepted and Christians living out of caves and, and having church in caves. I've been to some of those caves. It's, uh, wow. it's a phenomenal, phenomenal standing in these places where it's a church that's dug out of like a mountainside. And then there's these little rooms where people used to used to stay. Yeah, I mean, that's how Christianity takes off uh, in that region by direct disciples, you could say. Since the Islamic kind of conquests and expansions, uh, Armenians have been at odds because largely identifying as a Christian group. Uh, so what is considered Western Turkey is historic Armenia. And that was taken over, obviously, through those expansions. And there's always been attacks. There's always been kind of forced stuff on the people in that region. And this is not just Armenians. That region uh, had Greeks living in it, Assyrians living in it, and Armenians. Armenians just tended to be the larger population in the eastern region of Turkey, which is some people call that Western Armenia. So in the late 1800s, 
Abdul Hamid, um, who was essentially the king of the Ottoman Empire, started massacring Armenians. There was all sorts of conflicts, religious, political conflicts. It's not religious or political, it's both. Especially in that part of the world, everything's religious and political. That system of government was defeated by a group called the Young Turks. And the Young Turks came into power uh, with a promise of kind of liberalizing and, and uh, you know, modernizing, you could say, Turkey. And in the midst of that, uh, in 1915, uh, committed genocide. They committed themselves to the complete eradication of uh, the Christian population uh, of that country. Uh, not just the Armenian, but Armenians, again, being the largest uh, group, largest number of people. So a million and a half to two million Armenians were slaughtered in their ethnic homelands uh, and or forced into exile through the deserts. Uh, some people ended up in Lebanon, some people ended up Syria, Iraq, all over the Middle East. There's Armenians still there because of those things. And then again, Assyrians and Greeks were killed as well. So this was predominantly, I would say, a religious uh, persecution. I'll tell you why. Because... If somebody converted to Islam, their lives were spared. Mm. So if you were an Armenian, and people did, by the way, if you're an Armenian and they came and they, they were killing people in your village, and then you said, I'm no longer a Christian, I want to become a Muslim, you you know, went through the sayings uh, and you confessed Muhammad as the prophet, uh, you, your name would have been changed, you would have become uh, a Muslim, a Turkish Muslim. And your life was spared. Nobody would do anything to you. So this is why uh, I say it was largely a religious thing, even though I think it had obviously political uh, intentions in it as well. That's sort of continued partly because Turkey rejects it as being a genocide. They refuse to accept it as a genocide, which is the planned massacre or extermination of a group of people based on religion or uh, ethnicity and stuff like that. And so that's continued. That's obviously boiled into recent and more modern uh, conflicts that have taken place, uh, especially in Artsakh or the Nagorno-Karabakh region, which Ruslan's families from that region ended up in Baku. Um, and even there was even massacres when you guys were there, Ruslan. I mean, that's part of the reason that you guys took off is because they were massacring Armenians uh, in certain parts of Azerbaijan. And, uh, you know, that that's still alive and very fresh. And so April 24th is the day of commemoration for Armenians globally uh, and it's a day of mourning for us it's a day of remembrance uh, that uh, our people went through this horrific genocide and it's a call to the nations of the world to accept it as a genocide to come to terms uh, with our history as we do with all sorts of other atrocities that have happened to other people groups i remember being a kid in armenian church and the two parts that everything else was usually super positive super fun we do a lot of fun stuff but the two parts that were always the darkest in terms of the way we spoke about it was the crucifixion of jesus like that like the pictures always kind of creeped me out and scared me and i didn't quite understand like the resurrection part but then when this time of year would come around and we would remember this what happened you know and they're like yeah this happened this many and i'm like whoa and they're like but aren't you a refugee like this stuff is connected and i'm like wait wait what am i like i you know i'm seven eight nine years old i don't understand any of this stuff but i, I remember vividly man it was it was a very dark time of just just remembrance and just like man it was it was heavy like i just remember it being heavy it, it is heavy it's it's meant to be heavy and it should be heavy i mean we shouldn't be light but 
uh, sometimes, I mean, this year Easter is on the 17th and then the following Sunday is the genocide uh, commemoration. Sometimes Easter and the genocide commemoration fall on the same day, which is mm. the craziest feeling wise, right? Yeah. But yeah. but I always look at it in this way as, as well, is that God has a purpose and a reason uh, for everything that happens on this planet, right? And, and the Bible says that he's going to, use all things for the good of those who love him and call, are called according to his purposes. And so I, I filter my experience, I filter my even ethnic experience through that and say, God, we haven't been co- totally destroyed or annihilated. Uh, and there's essentially a resurrection of sorts for our people. And, you know, we pray that there will be revival in Armenia. We pray that more Armenians would come to know the Lord because I look at it and say we are strategic in that region to reach our enemies. And our enemies are not just people who said really bad stuff about us. They are really our enemies. Um, There's lots of hate. Um, And so I've been a part of a number of reconciliation meetings between Armenians and Turks, uh, where uh, people have apologized, even Turkish Christians have apologized for the sins of their forefathers and asked Mm. for forgiveness. Man, there isn't, in my opinion, I haven't seen a better picture of heaven than those meetings um, where you get a Turkish gentleman I saw praying over the grandson of a genocide survivor and blessing him. Like, that's amazing. And so there is a resurrection and this is the Christian message is one of hope that even the evil that's done here doesn't go unpunished justice will be carried out one way or another, whether that's justice that Jesus has taken upon himself or that's just justice that's going to come from God. And that gives me a great deal of hope and love for my neighbor, for me to live and act the way Christ wants me to live and act. Thank you for making it to the end of this video. If you want to see another video where I highlight my friend Artur, click over here. Or if you want to see the full extended version of this interview, be sure to sign up for our Patreon right over here.